Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hello, everyone. How are you? Welcome back to Nina's Got Good News. This is Nina Clark coming to you from Coastal Connecticut. How are you guys? I am so grateful that you guys came back for another episode. I know that without all of you guys, we would not be here. So thank you guys for showing up and supporting good news in the audio space. Spring is basically here in Connecticut, and that always puts everyone in a good mood. I'm sure it does for you guys too. We are slowly starting lacrosse season here in our house, which is such good news. And it also means that warmer weather is just around the corner. Hooray for that. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Mary Roos Organics. Mary Roos Organics is the only brand of vitamins and supplements that we use in our house. Check out their brand new teen multivitamin gummies if you have teenagers. And by the way, if you do have teenagers, God bless you. Uh, But that is their newest product, the teen multivitamin gummies, but they do have the best vitamins for your entire family. And if you go to maryroosorganics.com, again, maryroosorganics.com and use my promo code, good news, you will save money at checkout. And of course, that is good news. We all want to save money. All the information, including the link and the promo code will be in the show notes of this episode as well. So if you missed what I said and you want to go check it out, it's all in the show notes below in this episode. So you guys are going to love Mary Roos Organics. Okay, so on to episode 105 today. If you live in the tri-state area, my guests today are a household name. However, for those of you who don't live in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, you will be inspired by today's guests, and you will want to hear this important message. And if you have kids or grandkids, then you actually need to hear today's important message. My guests today are Kim and Stu Leonard Jr. Yes, they're the ones that own all seven Stu Leonard stores with store number eight coming very soon. But they have suffered, though. Sadly, the Leonards lost their toddler son named Stewie in a tragic drowning accident back in 1989. It really is heartbreaking to hear their story, but they have turned their tragedy into a crusade of sorts. They are sounding the alarm about water safety and they are currently building a swim school here in Connecticut so that no other family will have to suffer like they did. It truly is a moving and powerful story. I wanna personally thank Kim and Stu for being brave enough to come on today and share their story, especially Kim as a mom. My heart breaks for her, but I so enjoyed her, and I know you all will as well. Grab your tissues for this one, and also please consider sharing this episode with a friend, especially if you know someone with young children. It really is that important. Here is my recent conversation with Kim and Stu Leonard from Norwalk, Connecticut. Kim and Stu are with me now from their Norwalk, Connecticut store. Hi, you guys. How are you? It's so good to see you in person. Thank you. Great seeing you. And I know we're neighbors. So, so I know it's so exciting. And I just, I love your store so much. My whole family does. My kids love it. My husband loves it. Literally everyone in Fairfield County, Connecticut loves it. And I know you have stores in the tri-state area, but I just want to say on behalf of everyone in Fairfield County, we love you guys and we love your store so much. So Stu, before we get talking about a million other things, First how all, is business going right now? How is business going? You know what? It's a challenging time right now for for all businesses, I think. And uh, 
you know, we've had a lot of inflation. You know, I talk to our farmers, our ranchers, our fishermen, our, 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 our fruit and vegetable growers. And, you know, they're faced with cost increases and, and you know, labor and transportation and, and packaging costs. And, and uh, you know, there's tremendous amount of weather impacts right now that are impacting uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, products. So, and on top of that, you have all the inflation. You know, so, you know, our job really is to try to keep prices as low as we possibly can, um, you know, and and uh, offer customers a great value. But, you know, with that, all our costs are going up. You know, we've had to raise all our labor rates and, you know, we're getting the great people in the store to give great service. But still, you have to pay more for that. Um, our packaging costs went up, just eliminating plastic at the at the the checkout counters, um, you know, paper's a lot more expensive than plastic. So that cost, you know, is going up. And, you know, managing through a lot of these issues is challenging for businesses. And, and um, you know, I know there's a lot of family businesses that we talk to out there and they, they're all feeling the same impact. Yeah, I know. It's definitely, the, the inflation struggle is real, especially for, for all of us, um, you know, parents, we all think about that when we're going to the grocery store. So I appreciate that you guys are, you know, thinking about all of us too as we're shopping. So, Stu, what? Give us the backstory though about your family business because it's been it's been going for over fifty years, which is incredible. Like you said, it's a family business, a small business, but it started off as just selling dairy. So, how did that? Give us the backstory quickly on on how it got started. A hundred years ago, my grandfather started delivering milk. And I just saw David Fluellen, who works uh, in our Norwalk wine store. His grandfather used to work for us. He actually worked here 60 years for my, and worked alongside my grandfather. And he was telling me that one day my dad, when he took over from his dad, um, he, uh, or, or and my grandfather, I'm sorry, my grandfather one day, um, one of the root drivers couldn't come into work. And so my, my grandfather went to David's grandfather, who was in the dairy plant, said, would you do the milk route today? And Ray said, I, I don't know the route. I, I haven't learned a route. I've never delivered milk. He said, the horse knows the route. You know, the horse will stop at all the customers' stores. So it went way back to horse and buggy back in the 20s. Um, and the big change, really, we delivered milk. I grew up next to the dairy plant as a kid. We bottled milk, homogenized it, pasteurized it, dealt with all the local Connecticut farms. Um, and then we delivered milk door to door. The big change was in 1969 when my father opened up this current location, 100 Westport Avenue in Norwalk. And he added a little retail and put his big glass dairy plant right in in forefront for the customers. And customers just started crowding the parking lot right away, buying the fresh milk, fresh milk. And then a farmer said, I want to bring my corn down. So my father put a pallet of fresh local corn in. And then there was strawberries, fruits and vegetables. And we went to Fulton Fish Market and started buying fresh fish and and even the oysters that, that come out of your backyard there, right? And, and with Norman Bloom and Norwalk, we started bringing 
fresh, fresh, fresh. We did started bringing meat in from different ranchers and, and uh, um, the business grew to really, you know, like, like really 80% of our store is fresh right now every day. Wow. My, my sister went to, to get her master's in French. She had to do an internship and lived in Paris for a year. And she worked for a bakery and brought back all of these recipes and started baking croissants and baguettes and, and fresh breads. And then my dad wanted a certain cookie with lots of chips in it. And she started making that. And so, you know, we have like my sister's bakery in the stores now. So, it, and I work with my brother and two sisters all the time right now. Uh, but, but uh, you know, it's a real family business. And we have five of our nieces and nephews that have come into the business now. So um, it, it's, you know, it's really a family business that we want to continue. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. And now now I can blame your sister for um, <laughs> how much I love your croissants and all your baked goods. Oh, my God. OK, now I know. Now I know who to talk to about that. So, Kim, now you guys are opening up a swim school that we're going to talk about. But there is a very important personal reason behind this swim school that's coming to Norwalk, Connecticut, that we're all very excited about. And I know it's a long time coming for you. But Kim, if you can talk a little bit, I know I know it's painful. I'm sure it is. And I'm sorry to ask about it, but I know how important this is for you. Um, but in 1989, you guys were on a family vacation and your son Stewie, as he was known, which is such a cute nickname, by the way. Um, he drowned on your family vacation. So, Kim, tell us what happened that day. Bring us back and tell us what happened on that day. Stu and I, we had our, it was our oldest daughter, Blake's birthday. And um, also at the same house were my brother and sister-in-law and their two children, my other brother and sister-in-law with one, uh, one child and another child. And um, I was inside getting the cake, you know, making the cake and Stu had the balloons and, um, Stu opened this, the door, the sliding glass door. And he said, is Stewie in here? And I went, no. And I remember I didn't even panic because outside the sliding glass door, I could see my sister-in-law in the playground. And then I could see my brother-in-law like sitting by the pool reading and then all of a sudden I heard a scream and Stu went diving into the pool and um, my sister-in-laws, um, he pulled him out and they were doing CPR. And um, at the time there was no phone, no 911 and it's New Year's day and you're on a, an island in the Caribbean. Um, they threw, they, grabbed him and they they um headed for um this one area where they thought there would be a doctor but because of it being new year's day there was no one there so then they rushed to the hospital and i followed with my sister-in-law and um in another car and by the time i got there he was just laying in a room and he just looked like he was sleeping so then we went back to the house. And I remember our daughter was only three. She didn't understand what had happened. So um, we still 
did a little celebration for her so she could open her presents and everything. I grew up going to church every Sunday and going to Sunday school. And I remember that was when I fell back on that. And there we had family all around us. We had friends. We had complete strangers that reached out to us. And I am convinced to this day that when I faltered and wobbled, it was the prayers of others that sustained us. And as we went on, and um, I remember I realized, like, I have to figure out how to move forward because I cannot make this day be sad for our daughter Blake for the rest of her life. Yeah. We got to figure out how we're going to move forward as a family. And I remember we were down there for her fifth birthday. And um, I looked over and our daughter Ryan was asleep on Stu. And I um, was holding Blake. And I was like, you know what? We're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I was pregnant with our third or fourth. And um, it's been over 33 years now, but um, now that we're doing this swim school, it's like we've been supporting programs. We've heard so many wonderful stories from people over the years. And you just realize we would have never done this. We would have never, we would have never, we just wouldn't be going along with our lives. And I feel like he's made us better people and what we're doing is helping other people. And as I'm getting older, I realize that's really what it's all about. It is Kim. Yeah. You're turning this tragedy into something that's going to help so many other people. And you know, that's, that's the good news about Stewie and that's going to be the legacy. Right. And I'm sure you guys have thought about that a lot. Um, and you know, you guys finding the strength to grieve through that loss and finding the path forward is so inspiring, Kim. I just, you know, I just, I hope you, you know, that, um, you know, you sharing that story with us is, is very inspiring and very moving and very powerful. So how did you decide, Kim, to turn Stewie's death into this I don't know, this sort of crusade, you know, to advocate for water safety. Uh, How did you guys make that decision? Stu gets the credit for that. I would have probably, my personality, I'm an introvert, so I would have been very happy to just (laughs) plug along on my own. No, not Stu. (laughs) So Stu, yeah, how did you you decide to do that? That is, that was an amazing idea and so, so powerful. I think, Nina, losing a loved one like that, you know, especially a child, you know, puts such a a, um, a, a damper on your life. And, mm-hmm. you know, it took Kim and I a, a couple of years, I would say, to really get our feet back on the ground and, and, and wrestle with a tragedy like that. And, you know, a lot of people have parents that pass and friends and neighbors and so forth, family members, but it takes a while to get your feet on the ground. And it, 
it was really about 1991 where we decided, you know what, let's try to help some other people because we were a young couple. And I mean, you, you know, Kim and I went through the fact that Stewie was out by the pool with me. I should have not taken my eyes off of him. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was up putting balloons. I was decorating the house, putting balloons around the pool area. I just took my eyes off of my, it was only a, like a minute, I thought, you know, but it was enough time for him to wander into the pool to try to get one of the balloons that had blown into the water there. And um, when we found him, he was like, like face down. Mm-hmm. So um, we said, how can we help younger parents out? And that was really this book here. Uh, we have, you know, Stewie the Duck Learns to Swim. We just started drawing and writing and we bring it home at the dinner table and say, what do you think of this? And we tried to create a character in there. Uh, first of all, I bought every book you could find on, on swimming and water safety. And a lot of them were about characters, but there wasn't any lessons in there about it. Mm-hmm. So we put three lessons in that book, which is don't jump in until you learn to swim. So go take swim lessons, number mm-hmm. one. And then you should cover your chest with a safe life vest. So wear mm-hmm. some kind of, you know, water floating device. Yep. Uh, we're not, you know, to help the child like that. And then third, always have an adult watch you when you're in the pool. Mm-hmm. We tried to, we figured since 1991, we'd get that message out. We started selling these books. We've sold a quarter of a million of them now so far. And we've helped so many people that we sell them at cost at five bucks each. Uh, you could get yeah, them. I, I see them at the store, all over the store. Yeah, yeah, you got them at the store. And also you can go to stewytheduck.org and you can order one like that. A lot of hospitals order them and get them out. Fire departments are ordering handing them out. So we started going along like that. And then um, our dream uh, for years has been to start opening a swim school and and start teaching children how to swim. But uh, really, Kim and I, our main thing is teach them how to float. Mm-hmm. Because if our son had could have learned just simply to roll over on his back, it might have been a game changer uh, at that point. So, so we're so excited. We're going to be hopefully teaching 600 to 1,000 kids a week through our swim school that we're just getting ready to open in June. Um, we, uh, we're going to take all of the profits that are made and we're going to give them back to the, the various organizations and YMCAs and the Red Cross um, so that they can provide free swim lessons for the needy. Um, and so right now, Kim and I, we're, we're at our organization's giving away 10,000 free lessons a year. And what we're hoping to do with the school opening to double that and go to 20,000. That's amazing. One thing that Stu did mention that we always try to emphasize whenever we're, um, is how important it is to when you are going to be around the world, around the water um that you just like you say okay who's watching yeah thing Stu was outside stewie was outside with his dad he was hanging balloons but i never said to Stu, you've got him yes he he's your responsibility right 
what we and so often so many parents who have experienced drowning it's that same thing because there were all these adults around and so we let our guard down right and we can't do that yep and that's why i always say it's so important Mm -hmm. you communicate who's the one watching and i know this is a podcast but phones are the yeah I know, Kim, I wanted to ask you about that because you guys didn't even have phones, but now I worry about that so much. Tell me what you think about that with the phone, how important that is to keep, keep the phone away. I mean, I think a maybe, yes, just put it away, like stick it in your back pocket or something. A, it's good to have it there in case there's an emergency, you can use it, but don't be looking at it because it Mm -hmm. literally a ch- child can slide in and not make any noise. They always say drowning is silent and you just get distracted. And before you know it, so yes, put the phone away. Yeah, I know that. I see that a lot with little kids and um, their parents. And yeah, now that mine are older and can swim, yeah. um, you know, I don't worry so much, but I still worry. You know how we are, Kim, as moms, we worry. You see other people and you want to say, yeah. Yes, I know. But it's so important that you're that you're sharing all these messages because it can definitely save a life. So, Kim, when will the pool officially be open? Because I, I've been driving by it and I see the signs and we're all getting excited. So when is the pool, do you think, would you anticipate is going to be open? June. June. OK, so that's your goal. And Kim, did you, did you and Stu, did you guys, did you, do you own the building where it's located? I know it's next to the wine, your wine store, but do you own that whole building? I mean, cause how on earth did someone say yes to you guys building a pool unless you own the building? Well, we, we, uh, we do own the building. Okay. We had it rented out um, to variety, to um, Liberty Travel and Pet Value. They were two businesses that went both went uh, closed up during the pandemic. So the space was just sitting there empty. So I said to my brothers, sisters, and my parents and stuff, the whole family, I said, what do you think if we opened up a pool there? And everybody gave us the thumbs up. Yeah, because they're all they're all owners. So it was... Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, how did you guys get that approval? People must have thought you were nuts. We're going to build a pool there in that, yeah, next to the wine store. They were, they, they were very gracious and unanimously gave us their, you know, their support for the project. Oh, yeah, that's great. Now, Kim, if this goes well, is part of your dream to open more of the swim schools if this goes well? <laughs> were you talking to Stu before? No, <laughs> no not at all. No. I just figured, I know, I I figured with you guys, you have big dreams. No, no, well, no. Uh, Stu's been talking about two, three, and four. I'm like, can we please get the first one open? All right. So if this goes well, then you would open them in other locations, like sort of using this one as kind of the first one to get it started. Well, Nina, what we were thinking about is that, you know, we have, you know, seven different food stores and every one of the communities around the food stores would need a, a, a place to teach swim lessons. Yeah. And there's been quite a backlog also of swim lessons because of the pandemic and, and you couldn't really do as many. So, um, you know, you talk to most of the towns and the number of pool permits has gone up even in the town. So 
there's a real need for teaching young kids right now to swim, you know, uh, in this area and across America. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, just short term, we, we'd love to open more stores. You know, one in Yonkers would be great. One in uh, uh, up, up near in Danbury, Newington, um, you know, wherever. So uh, that that's down the road. Yeah, Kim, one thing at a time, Kim, right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to learn just to like, Dream and just not not react. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. Now, are you guys thinking? Have you thought about more Stu Leonard stores? I know you want to, you know, uh, open more swim schools, but um, you have seven Stu Leonard stores. Are you guys thinking about opening new stores as well? Yeah, we're going to open one at the end of the year in Clifton, New Jersey. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. We already have a wine store down there, a wine and liquor store at Clifton, which does really well, right off Route 3 there. And, um, you know, one of the things, Nina, 80% of all the management here at Stu Leonard's have been hired from within. So one thing our family wants to do is we're not going to go crazy and open up, you know, 20 stores, or you know, next year or something. But just to show continual growth where we can keep promoting our people internally. Yep. Giving them better jobs and more opportunity and so forth. So yeah, I love that. We're excited about the store uh, coming up at the end of the year in Clifton. Now, Kim, I know you're a proud mama of your four beautiful daughters. What's it been like to, sh to see your two of your kids working in the family business? What has that been like for you to watch as a mom? Um, I think for me, um, I have, I grew up, I have a younger brother and I was, I met Stu right out of, of my last, um, the, the month I was graduating and um, I ended up moving from California to Connecticut. And so I had, I like got to Connecticut and didn't know anybody. So I started working at the store and I remember I was working in bakery and we were doing brand muffins because that brand, when we first got married in like 82, was hot in California. So they brought that back. And so every muffin that broke, I was eating it. I could tell my jeans were getting tight. I'm like, I got to get out of here. So they transferred me to the salad bar, which had just opened. And then I'd always been a really like fast typist. So my, um, my father-in-law is a voracious reader. And so he goes through and highlights. And so I started typing up all his highlights, which I loved because he reads great books. It's inspirational. And so I was doing that, got pregnant, you know, and then that, but anyhow, ended up with four girls. I am, couldn't be prouder of them. They um, all graduated college. They've all had jobs. Um, they've all... Two of them are getting a master. Two have gotten their master's pro masters, and um, two are currently getting their masters. There, I, for me, getting married so young, I've been very blessed because it's worked out between Stu and I. But I love that my our girls feel are feeling accomplished, and that they know that they that they can take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, and so to see two of them, I mean, they've grown up with a dad who loves what he does and he has pa passion 
along to all of them, whether they come into the business or not, they love Stu Letters and they care about it. And so to see them, the two that are here working, it's, it's, I'm happy for them. You know? sure. Yeah, I bet you're so proud of them. Now, Stu, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about passion because I feel like that you're so passionate about what you do. You love what you do. And I almost feel like that's why you guys are so successful. Do you think that's sort of the advice for other small businesses and other entrepreneurs and just other people that are listening that you have to really do what you love and be passionate about it in order to be successful? Well, you know, you know what I think, Nina, is if you do what you love, you already have a competitive advantage. Um, because you're not going to shut it off at five o'clock at the end of the day. You know, it's something you love. I mean, I can tell you love what you're doing right now. This whole just broadcasting, whichever format it's in today. But I can tell you're having fun doing this. You know, I think you're looking on the TV, probably you're watching different things. Oh, that's an idea. That's a cool idea. Somehow in my life, I don't know how it happened, but I, I got really like to love food uh, and love later on wine and, and spirits. Mm -hmm. It's intriguing to me. I love meeting the farmers behind it. Um, I love talking to chefs about different foods they're creating. Like even going to a restaurant is sort of fun. You're looking at the menu and saying, what are they featuring is there any new items uh, on it so i would say my advice like to, to younger people today and i do talk to a lot of them even here at Stu leonard's is uh you know don't be afraid to go into what you love mm -hmm. you know because it, it, you got to put a lot of work and effort into something uh there's no such thing as a as some simple little business you get into out there they're all competitive, whether you're in a, you're a dentist in town or a doctor or, or uh, have a podcast, you know, or sell food and wine like we do. Um, open a swim school. It's competitive. We have a lot of competitors around here. Uh, same thing. We just have to do it better. And I think the passion that you have for the product makes you like, it's like a hobby in a way. You know, you don't mind doing it at go fixing the car at night in the, in the garage uh, after work. You know, if you love that, there's nothing wrong with, with learning how to work on cars. You know, it's a great business. So that's that's just my overall feeling about passion and what it does for, for a business. Yeah, I think it's so good. It's so important. Now, are you guys, I, I know you're friends with the... <laughs> with the Wegmans, but Wegmans, when they announced they were coming to Norwalk, Connecticut, the first thing I thought of was, oh, I wonder, I wonder how Stu Leonard's feels about that. I know you guys are friends. So tell us though, um, you know, how are you feeling about Wegmans coming into Norwalk, Connecticut? Well, you know, first of all, when Stu Leonard started, Costco didn't exist. Whole Foods did not exist. Trader Joe's, uh, Joe Columba from Trader Joe's came out to visit my dad in the 70s here. He only had one store in Pasadena. Um, you know, we didn't have uh, BJ's or, or uh, any of these stores. So we, we've 
weathered through a lot of competitors that have opened just by sticking to fresh farm, great service, great prices, um, and, and listening to the customers. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of competitors open. Uh, the one thing we really like is when you look at the community, um, we would really much rather have a, a company like Wegmans, which has a community at heart. Um, they will help uh, the community, Norwalk, Westport, Darien, you know, Stanford, that whole area. I'm sure they're going to reach out. They're great employers. Um, they treat their people well, give them great benefits. They're always on the Fortune 100 list of best companies to work for, like Stu Leonard's has been for 10 years. Um, so they're a great company. Look, we're going to compete with them a little bit, but the way I always look at any business is you have A players, you have B players, and you have C players. Um, and when a new competitor comes in like that, they're going to eat away from the B and the C players. And so you just don't want to be a B or a C, <laughs> you know, if you want to be an A yeah, player. Be Cammy's staying on his A game. Yeah. And, and you know, I think overall, um, you know, that, that of course, you know, your antennas are up and you're going to be, you're not, um, you're not just poo-pooing them. They're yeah. going to be aggressive and they're going to come into town and, we're yeah. going to have to, you know, keep our eye on them all the time. Yep. But, Kim you know, could be over there spying. Yeah. But overall, I I, you know, I feel uh, good about our company and what we're doing. And we're going to stick to the basics and keep doing, you know, what we do and then try to make it better every day. That's what. Yep. That's so good. That's a good goal. I like that. So, Kim, I asked some of my Instagram followers what um, is their favorite thing to shop for at Stu Leonard's. And the majority <laughs> came in on the poll that it was the ice cream at the end. So tell me, as a mom and now as a grandmother, what is your favorite thing to shop for at Stu's? Because we all want to know what you guys shop for, Kim. Uh, I tend to zip through the bakery. Yep. Yeah. As <laughs> Yeah, your your sister-in-law's croissants aren't going to get you. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I buy yogurt, Greek yogurt. I we eat a lot of fish. I love like that's probably right up there. The fish is probably one of my favorites. The new Faroe Island and the new Faroe Island salmon. Yes, um, I love the calamari salad, but I love salmon. I just love the fresh fish. Um, I'm big on, I love Parmesan cheese, love goat cheese. Um, uh, they, I love the berries. I love the little leaf lettuce. I love the mm. mushrooms. We have a great selection now. I love um, the, the shaved Brussels sprouts, the broccoli, the cauliflower, honey crisp. Uh, honey oh my God. It's all so good and fresh. Hey, but and do you do the ice cream at the end, Kim, or you skip that too? I, I, you know what? Probably 15 years ago, I was like addicted to the frozen yogurt. But you just, as you get older, you just realize. I also work in the wine store part of the I didn't know that. So, you know, like sometimes you have to say, okay, am I going to have a glass of wine or a yogurt? And I offer the glass of wine. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to come see you at the wine shop. That's so cool. I didn't realize you were over there. But uh, uh, 
uh, Kim is a certified wine specialist, which is a very, and a sommelier too. So fancy. And she goes over and sells wine at the store, uh, uh, you know, regularly, five days a week or something. No, no. Part-time, two or three. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, because she's a, she's got to be a grandmother and grandmother on duty, I'm sure, often. You know, so, Stu, tell us about the expansion and the renovation going on in Norwalk, because as I've been driving by lately, I'm seeing some exciting developments over there. And um, all of a sudden, I saw some glass windows and things were happening. So I'm very excited. Tell us about that. Well, um, one thing is, you know, the building here, you know, was started in 1969. So there's a lot of spaghetti in the walls as far as electric, electrical and all of our refrigeration coolant, you know, has basically been outdated. Uh, you know, look, it's like any other building. It just got old. Mm-hmm. So we actually, a big part of, of the, Expansion is just infrastructure work, just like the government's doing. You know, we went in and replaced all our refrigeration. We put all brand new energy saving cases in right now. Our electrical bill is going to be 30% less than it was with all of this new technology that they're using, um, lighting and refrigeration and so forth. And also we're just uh, uh, fixing up the parking lot a little bit. Right now, uh, we rebuilt the garden center over there. We had a a, a, a a hoop house from a farmer gave us like 25 years ago, and we redid that whole thing out there. Uh, we're going to redo the bakery. You know, we're putting all brand new ovens we got from from uh, great ovens, um, and and we're going to reformat. We're going to rebuild the coffee department. You're going to be able to order your coffee online, like Starbucks, ahead of shopping. So <laughs> so excited about that. Oh yeah. my gosh. So like your coffee will be waiting here when you get here. Yes. That Maybe. is so smart. I wish we could do that with the ice cream too, but we can't need it. Uh-huh. So, so it's, it's a lot of it is infrastructure refresh, um, you know, energy saving things. We're going to put some solar panels up on the roof, put some electric vehicle parking slots out in the parking lot. Um, we're going to make Stu Leonard's like a, a modern 2023 building. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're, we're all very excited about it. Yeah. So um, I can't wait. I can't wait to order my coffee. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> news. That's such good news. Yeah. So, um, Kim, if people want to read more and learn more about the swim school and how they can get involved or how they can donate to such an amazing um, thing that you guys are doing, truly making a difference in our communities. How can they follow that? Where can they read more about it? Online, stewingtheduck.org. Okay, that's the website, stewingtheduck.org. And we'll put all that information into our show notes of this episode. Well, you know what, Donina? One thing we haven't really been providing much content for the for the uh, Instagram or even the uh, the uh, the website right now, and that's one thing we we actually were just this morning talking about developing content because as you know that's all about that's life right. So we're going to start feeding more content into that. We got a couple thousand followers right now on, on the on the Stewie the Duck. We have um, I don't know how many do we have Stu Leonard's. I think we have 
40, 50,000 or something. We have uh, 350,000 of our app customers uh, that use our app at Stu Leonard's. And we have about 600,000 email addresses that we're using. So we're, we're going to use all of that, you know, gunpowder from our great customers and everything to, to help promote the swim school a little bit. Yeah, that's so awesome. I love that. That's that's great. And Kim, I think the first thing you guys should do is have you give us a tour of the pool because when I saw Stu in that picture with the pool under construction, I was like, oh my God, I need a tour. So Kim, I think you giving a tour would be amazing content because truly this is going to be so incredible. And I'm just, you know, I want you guys to realize that I appreciate you sharing your story. I know how hard it is to talk about it. And um, I just feel very inspired and moved and touched by everything you shared today and how you really are turning this tragic event of Stewie's death into something that is helpful for other people, because being able to help others is truly a gift. And obviously that is something you guys are able to do with your platforms and your businesses. So Kudos to you guys, seriously, for getting this done. And I know it's been a dream of yours and it's happening. So you should feel so proud. Thank you. And, and I like your attitude, Nina. Oh, well, I appreciate you guys. And, you know, it is it is good news that this is opening. It's going to help so many people. So I appreciate you guys being here and sharing the good news. And Stewie, Stewie's, Stewie's legacy lives on with you guys. So it's it's really, really amazing. So kudos. Also, Nina, we appreciate you promoting it today too. Because yeah. that's that's a good thing. There's going to be thousands of people now extra hearing about this that we're doing. And I can't tell you how many over the years, how many people heard the story and maybe it didn't wasn't applicable at that time in their lives, but down the road they found themselves in a situation where they like remembered our story. Mm-hmm. Maybe they put their phones down and or they put they made their yards, they put in the automatic pool cover or whatever they did things differently just having heard the story so yeah that's incredible we really appreciate yeah any opportunity to get the the water safety message out there yeah i think that's so important so thanks you thanks to you both and i can't wait to see the new swim school and share share the message with everyone so thank you guys again so much for being here And, and we can't wait to meet you in person oh thanks guys Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. And now we are also on Pandora. Please be sure to subscribe. Also, rate and review all her podcasts, too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. XOXL.